Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, today's topic is rising above rejection. This is a tough topic, and it's something that everybody deals with. Every once in a while, I like to take a close look at rejection, that good old word that comes and smacks you right in the forehead, the word no. I think if we're really honest with ourselves and each other, we'll admit that rejection doesn't feel good. But the truth is, it can be a motivational tool in our daily walk. I just want you to know, I get it. No doesn't feel good to our hearts. Let me use one of my favorite examples to mull these thoughts about. It involves my daddy, who had wonderfully wise words of counsel for me when I needed them the most. After Farmer Dean and I were married, I tried desperately to get a job as a worship director west of the Twin Cities. Dean worked diligently to acquire a job in the outskirts of the Twin Cities, and for whatever reason, we just couldn't find anything for either one of us to do. We lived apart that first year of our marriage and saw each other on the weekends. After a few months of searching, I learned that a worship director's position was available at a local church in the St. Cloud area. Oh, I was so excited. I'd been to that church and knew the worship director well. He was so kind and was moving to the East Coast to take another job. I remember sitting down at my desk, printing out my resume and putting an extra stack of printouts into a large manila envelope. I decided that I would provide them with as much information and examples of my skill set as possible. I included examples of dramas and songs I'd written and pictures of my 45-membered children's choir and my 25 piano students and flyers from the citywide worship events I'd prepared. I'd led those at the last job I was at. I also included recommendations from pastors and friends and I felt really confident. As a matter of fact, I felt really confident. I remember the afternoon I drove to the post office, mailed everything out, and the church was just not responding. Two weeks went by, three weeks went by. I didn't get a call for an interview or the job. I was shocked. I picked up the phone and dialed the pastor, only to hear his words, yeah, we got your resume. You're just not a good fit for us. Huh? Huh? I thought. I questioned the pastor about their needs. Nothing he said made sense to me. Everything they were looking for, and then some, was what I was offering them. I hung up the phone discouraged and rejected. The sting of the no was painful. But here's the neat thing about God. My over-the-top confidence level was suddenly bulldozed into a flat playing level where it should have been at the start. Not only was I balanced into a confidence in Christ and not myself, but my eyes were open to what God was orchestrating, but I still could feel the pain of rejection and hurt. I called my dad. It seemed the reasonable thing to do. He had the gift of wisdom and used it diligently to help us kids. I explained everything to my father and I heard him say these words, Kathleen, it's okay that they didn't want you. God is working everything for your good at all times. If that church didn't want you, then that's not where you're supposed to be. When we think of it as a higher up level where God is the CEO and making big decisions, we snap into reality and understand that he has a different job for us in his own perfect timing. Okay, I said, it doesn't mean that you aren't talented, Kathleen, or you don't have a skill set for the job. It doesn't mean that all of your efforts were for nothing. It just means it's not 
for you. Sometimes accepting that and keeping yourself calm all the while being told, no, we don't want you. No, we don't like you. No, we don't value you can be really hard. Joining me in the studio today is the pastor of Harbor Community Church, Pastor Bev Modlin. Bev is a pastor, obviously, a speaker for our ministry, Best Life, a wife, mom, and a grandma. Welcome, Pastor Bev. Hi, Kathy. How are you today? I am doing so good, and I am so happy to be talking with somebody else other than myself about rejection. I had a little bit of rejection this week, and it just never gets easy, even as you go along in life. So we're going to talk about that. Pastor Bev, rejection has a real sting, doesn't it? Even though you're a pastor, I'm sure you've experienced the pain of being rejected. Can you tell us about a time when you felt icky, awful issue about rejection? I can. You know, the rejection that I experience happens actually over and over again. And it's all due to theological differences. You know, because I'm a woman pastor, many question if I'm really called to serve God in a leadership capacity. Actually, not too long ago, I was in a conference in California, and a group of three sat down by me. And the conversation of how we came up, and when I told them that I served the church as a sole pastor, they got up and moved to another table, Ouch. and I was left sitting alone. You know, no matter how many times that rejection happens, the sting continues to be present. But how I act and react now is different. Yeah. I think that it will always continue to be bad. It doesn't matter if we're little kids in kindergarten, if we're in college, or if we're grown adults at work or church. When people get up and walk away, when they reject us for who we are, it's really tough. And sometimes mm -hmm. people can become so hard on themselves after rejection that they begin to believe that God doesn't love them because of their failures or because people don't like them. What would you tell listeners from God's perspective about rejection? You know, first I would just tell them rejection attacks us personally. It can destroy our self-esteem because the attacks are about who we are and our purpose in life. But from God's perspective, I would say we all fall short of the glory of God. And when others attack us and our self-esteem deflates, we lose sight of who God's eyes. And many times we want to just blame God, and that is Satan's goal. But God's goal is for us to know and accept how deeply He loves and appreciates us. See, He desires for us to know who we are, His child. He wants us to know that He loves us so much that He gave His life for us. So listeners, as I share with you today that God's Word tells us, you know, as we are grounded in His love and His acceptance of us, we can experience a fullness of God in our lives, because He promises never to leave you. Actually, in, in Deuteronomy 31, in, in three verses, as Moses prepares the people, he says, be strong and never leave. He will never leave you nor forsake you. 
The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. See, he said that twice in three verses. And then he said, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. So do not be afraid and do not be discouraged, listeners. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have done or what others have done or said to you. God will never turn away. And when we know the love of Christ in our hearts, our lives will be filled with all that God is. And I just love that. If we can stay focused on that, it, it just helps when we have that rejection. It does. What great, great advice. And I love that scripture from Deuteronomy. I've learned so often, Bev, that many times when I push for something and I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm asking God and he says, no, what I really wanted wasn't what was best. Like, you know, I just told the listeners about a job I wanted and they didn't want me. Can you imagine going to a place where they didn't really want you, but you had prayed and prayed and said, this is it, I want it. Sometimes I I go through and I think, wow, what was I doing? Why was I asking for that? Have you ever wanted something from God, you know, impressed him until, you know, either you got it and wished you didn't or you wondered why you didn't? You know, it had, you know, I, when you said that word push, it reminded me that you could actually buy bracelets and pencils and I've all this them, other yeah. thing with the with letters P-U-S-H on it. Mm-hmm. And when they have that, it says, pray until something happens. That's right. I love that little saying, but that little saying isn't about pushing God for answers. It's about pushing yourself into God. Oh, so true, Pastor Bev. That's good. That's good. You know, I think we forget that following God and His will is not always easy. And when we ask for something, we think, oh, all will be well now. But when we get our answered prayer and it turns out different from what we really wanted, we regret it. And we wish God would have said no. You know, there, there's an old saying, be careful what you pray for, because it may just happen. That's right. You know, like, for instance, if I pray for patience, he gives me things to be patient for. And then I wish that I wouldn't have prayed for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God does not allow things to happen that are not in line with his will. That's why we should be praying not for our will, but for His will to be done. You know, I think, we, again, we just need to remember that Jesus has us in the palm of His hand. And when our answered prayers become too difficult, He will help us in the journey. We just have to trust Him that He will direct our path. You know, In my office, I have a little plaque that says, God doesn't give us what we can handle. God helps us handle what we are given. Within our ministry, there are times when we deal with women who have been rejected by spouses or children or jobs. They feel alone. Can you share a step or two that would help someone walk through that sting of rejection? You know, my grandma always told me to treat others how I would like to be treated. And to do that, one must try to stay focused on the good rather than the bad. And to acknowledge that the opportunities to grow 
when others turn away from you or reject you and to take those opportunities of growth. But I would say a big step to help someone through that rejection of sting is to forgive like your joy depends on it, because it does. See, we all know the value of and the importance of forgiveness. I mean, we say that in the Lord's Prayer. And we are to forgive as we are have been forgiven. But as humans, we frequently struggle with the steps of forgiveness, especially after someone has hurt us and has caused us to draw within and feel alone and feel that sting of rejection. You know, I read somewhere, and I wish I could remember where I read it, but it says we can become bitter or better, and better is truly better, so it's best to let it go. But when we have trouble letting go because we will, Every one of us, it doesn't matter if it's you, Kathy, or me, or anybody, everyone has trouble letting it go. We can't be afraid to go for help. Go to your pastor, a friend, a counselor, but ultimately go to God to help you walk through the steps of healing from the sting of rejection. And always remember, through those steps, grace is greater. It's, it's better than all the sin. I love that um, we know that God is not going to leave us. He's never going to abandon us. And especially when we're walking through rejection, he's right there with us. So we're just going to give a listen to this great song called You Will Never Run Away by Rend Collective. You will never run away. You're forever mine. You will never run away. You're by my side. Star, take 
open wide, hands lifted high Over the clouds, up into the blue sky Hearts open wide, hands lifted high Over the clouds, up into the blue sky Hearts open wide, hands lifted high Over the clouds, up into song. I know I say love a lot. It just seems to be one of my favorite words, but I really love it. It's just got a fabulous energy to it. And the words, you will never run away. You're forever mine. Boy, that just makes me feel so happy. So I'm right here with Pastor Bev Maudlin, and she's one of my good friends and part of my Best Life staff. Pastor Bev, I remember a man I dated a couple of times before I met the fabulous Farmer Dean and married him. Um, and he dated me a few times, and I remember him breaking up with me on the phone. And he said, sorry, you just don't do it for me. And I thought, ouch, that is so painful. Um, I keep thinking, wow, if I ever had to do that, you know, tell somebody no. I usually try to find a nicer way to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. But somehow, when I'm feeling sorry for myself, I hear those words. You know, I, I replay them in my mind like an old record and I'm just wondering today, do you have any advice for people to say, you know, don't don't play those bad records of what people have said that have been rejected. You know, they've rejected you somehow. What do you tell people? You know, I think memory is a good and a bad thing. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's great to remember the good, but our human minds tend to also remember the bad. So that for sure, we need to change the tone of our thoughts from negative to positive. And in the process of doing that, we need to listen to others when they tell you, you are good and beautiful and kind and loving. You know, you, sometimes you just need to meditate and you need to smile and help someone and sing and make a list of things that you are grateful for at that moment. And read positive quotes, especially from scriptures such as Proverbs 4 and 3. It says, guard your heart. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. You know, Solomon tells us to guard our heart above anything else. He says to be true, to concentrate on those desires that will keep us on the right path. So keep your eyes on the goal, on, the goal, on Christ and let your life reveal your positive, loving new thoughts. You've been listening to Pastor Bev Modlin, and thanks so much for being on the show, Pastor Bev. Thank you, Kathy. Scripture says in Mark 12:10, Have you not even read this scripture, the stone which the builders rejected? This became the chief cornerstone. Jesus is saying that the scribes and the elders of his time, the important people, rejected him. And yet he became the savior of the world, the chief cornerstone that holds up a house they're saying no to. 
Christ was rejected. There are many scriptures that talk about him being rejected. And at the very end of his life, those who knew him best, those who followed him like Peter, ended up rejecting Jesus and denied they ever knew him. Christ knows about being rejected. Sometimes the way we're feeling in life makes being rejected harder to take, like being overly hungry or overly stressed or even overly tired. If we're going to create our best life, we need to realize that rejection will come, and when it does, we need to have a proactive plan to meet it head on. Sometimes when bad things happen, we feel betrayed or even rejected, like recently when my Visa card was stolen. The thief tried to use it to buy $600 worth of camping equipment. Apparently, that was the signal to my credit card company because they know that Kathy doesn't like to camp. They called and said, hey, you've got trouble. Well, here's Valerie McKay, and she's going to talk to us about money matters and let us know that there are steps that we can take to help protect us. Here's Best Life staffer Val McKay. Val's a controller for a cybersecurity and engineering research company and leads the finance department there with 27 years of experience in finance. This is Money Matters with Valerie McKay. A couple of years ago, I received a letter from the FBI stating that my identity had been stolen, along with thousands of others. They had caught the criminals and they were awaiting prosecution, but the letter recommended that I did several things to make sure my identity was not being used by other criminals. Luckily to date, I have not suffered any financial consequences from this breach, but keeping my identity safe, especially online, is of utmost importance to me. Many of us like to surf and shop online, but giving out our personal or financial information online can be very dangerous. To keep your identity and financial information safe when making transactions online, there are several things to consider. Here are just a few tips. First, make sure your passwords are complicated and contain a combination of capital and small letters, numbers, and special characters, and change your passwords often. Because passwords are difficult to remember, I recommend a password-safe application that stores your passwords in an encrypted file on your computer. It works like this. You enter one password to get into the safe, and there you store logins and passwords for the websites that you use. The application can generate difficult passwords for you, and you don't have to remember them. You just copy and paste them into the website. The free application that I use can be found and downloaded at passwordsafe.sourceforge.net. Again, that's passwordsafe.sourceforge.net. Secondly, never allow Microsoft Windows to store your login and password information. If someone hacks into your computer, they can easily surf your history and enter the websites posing as you using the saved login information. Never store your credit card information on a website. Although this makes things easier when making a transaction, it also makes it easier for the bad guys to grab that information and use it. When making purchases online, only use one credit card that you can monitor easily and often. Only make online transactions over secure networks. Don't do your online shopping over an open Wi-Fi connection like at a coffee shop. These open connections make it very easy for hackers to tap into your information. Beware of phishing emails. An email that asks for a social security number or credit card number is not legitimate. 
banks and credit card companies will not contact you via email for this information. And don't click on any links in these types of emails. Hackers can set up phony websites that look legitimate. If you ever recycle your computer or give it to someone else, it's not safe to simply erase your hard drive and delete the files. Deleted files can easily be retrieved. Take the hard drive out of the computer and physically drill holes in it. That way the hard drive is destroyed and the information cannot be retrieved from it. Check your credit at least annually as you can obtain free credit reports from the credit bureaus TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. You can also set up alerts with the bureaus to notify you if someone tries to apply for credit in your name. I encourage you to search the web for other tips to keep your identity safe. Identity theft can cause devastating financial effects. So be safe out there in the cyber world. This is Money Matters with Valerie McKay. Hey, thanks, Val. That's great advice and some that I certainly know I need to take. Well, friends, let's think about some steps to help us walk through facing rejection. Nobody likes it. It doesn't feel good, but it's something that happens to us frequently in life. So we need to know how to be able to deal with it so that we can make our best life better, right? We're going to make it our best. So here's some steps. Number one, remain calm. Sometimes it's hard to do, but we need to do it. Number two, look at what's being said to you. My daddy used to say, Kathleen, look at what's being said, sift through it. Anything that's truth, okay, start thinking about what can you do to change. Anything that's not, just throw it out. Number three, believe in yourself and your abilities that God has given you. And in order to do this, you're going to have to do the next step. Number four, have faith in God. He knows what he's doing. Remember the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has something better, and I know that's not easy to understand or believe at times, but it is the truth. My mom used to say to us, rejection is God's protection. Let me finish telling you about the job story. Dad told me to embrace that rejection, see what I could learn from it. Learning from the no seemed like a great concept to embrace it. Oh, ouch. The rejection seemed a little too difficult. So I called Farmer Dean and we discussed things and he tried to comfort me. And although I understood what my daddy was saying, I just couldn't soak it into my spirit. Wow, it hurt. Those people didn't want me and they weren't even kind about it. They just didn't want me. Four weeks later, the perfect job opened up for me. It became available right in Wilmer, Minnesota. It was 30 minutes from the farm and there was a wonderful pastor and some fun people who would walk by my side and invest in me and become a part of a ministry that I call Best Life. When I mailed the information to this church, they called me immediately, began the process of interviews, and they hired me. They valued my gifts, they embraced my creativity, and they made me feel welcome. The no from that previous church was the best thing I could have received. Why? Because if they would have hired me, I would have missed out on what God's best was for me. What happened to that church that said no to me? Well, I didn't know this until my friend, their former worship director, called me one day. He said it was really time for him to leave there because they were experiencing a lot of trouble. 
he had a hard time getting along with the staff. It wasn't a good fit for him. And you know what? It would have been harder for me. Knowing that I had gone through a lot already, he said, God spared you from some big hurts. Immediately, my mom's words, rejection is God's protection, came right back to me. Well, what are you struggling with today, listener? Are you questioning why you're hearing no over and over? Do you think you're lacking in value or skills or abilities? Perhaps it's because you're running ahead of God like I was. Perhaps it's because you think you know what's best. Take some time today to relish in the fact that God's purpose and plans for you are always for your best. Most of the time, it's about God's timing for you. Release that rejection, let go of discouragement, and settle into God's best plans for your life. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, I just want to pray for all of the listeners out there who are feeling sad. They've been rejected this week. Somebody said no to them, and they believed that it was the right thing. And in their hearts, they just can't understand. They're starting to feel bad about themselves. They're starting to question, what's going on? What's wrong with me? Oh, Father, I pray for healing, for comfort, for purpose. I pray that you will just embrace them, that you will send encouragement in ways that you know how to, and that you will lift their spirits. I pray that they will believe and have faith that you have timing for them. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.